0: we're going to be looking at Psalms 33 and encourage you to uh, this next week to and from work or school or wherever to push audio play and uh, listen to Psalms 34 this next week but today Psalms 33 beginning with verse number one it says this rejoice in the Lord O you righteous for praise from the upright, is beautiful. Let me just say it this way. You and I will never ever be more beautiful than when we praise the true and the living God. You want to look good? (laughs) Then praise the Lord. Amen? Amen. Amen. It's interesting this word rejoice here. It's uh, the Christmas season and We are familiar, we hear it, we see it around the town, rejoice. But what does rejoice mean? It means to cry out. Actually, it's shrill. To cry out with a shrill. Now, most guys, it's like, you know, they cry out one time and their voice, it's like, I'm not going to do that again, right? I don't want to be no shrill. But that's what it's talking about, shrill. Now, you don't want to do that. Except if the Raiders score a touchdown or Cowboys or whoever or somebody kicks it, right? And the announcer goes, go! Right? Or it's in baseball, going, going. Gone. We've used our voice in a shrill way to call out, before it's for different things. What about when your child performs at a dance recital or wherever, and it's like, oh yeah, you cried out, even with a shrill voice. Then there's nothing wrong with that. But I'm talking about crying out to the Lord with a shrill voice in rejoicing. What happens though is we can't do it or we don't do it. And maybe part of the problem is because it says here, Oh, you righteous. You don't believe that you're righteous. You don't believe that you are righteous. You don't believe that you can be righteous. You don't believe that God has enough power to make you righteous. Because when you realize that you have been giving the cloak... That you wear the righteousness of Christ Jesus, then you're able to rejoice, praise, cry out, even in a shrill way, and become beautiful by praising God. It's the season for giving praise to God. It's always the season, every day, right? I hope you can make it to our candlelight service on uh, the 24th at 5.30. Jesus is the light of the world. It's demonstrated in different ways, and I hope we can demonstrate that for you, especially at candlelight service. But going on verse 2. Praise the Lord with the harp. We got any harp players here today? Nobody? I don't even know a harp player. Now, I'll just say this, that, you know, in context, in that day and time when this was written, right, there were harp players. It was a familiar instrument. Let me just say it this way. You can not do the Scripture any harm, but say, praise the Lord with the guitar, the keyboard, juice harp, whatever you got. Make melody to him with the instrument of ten strings that I know of. Everybody in here has got a ten-string instrument. They're right here. You can lift them to the Lord. You can pop your knuckles if you want as long as it's praising unto the Lord. It goes on to say, Sing to him a new song. How do you have a new song? Will you allow the Lord to give you a new song? He's the one that inspires new songs. Play skillfully with a shout of joy. Play skillfully. So, in these scriptures, I just want to go back over. It. Rejoice, cry out with a loud voice, praise, sing and play. I encourage you to do those things. Learn how to do those things. Practice doing those things. God will enable you to do more than you could ever imagine or do when you do those four things. You want a playbook? You want an instruction manual? Maybe this is just a quick, easy one. Four steps to a better life. Rejoice, praise, sing, and play. He goes on and says, For the word of the Lord is right. Amen? Let me me say that again. The word of the Lord is right. So I'm going to put it a different way. If it's not the word of the Lord, it is wrong. Do you want to be wrong or do you want to be right? A lot of people like, man, I don't want to hear that. That's too abrupt. That's, it's either right or it's wrong. And it tells us here that the word of the Lord is right. Have you ever been taught something that was not in the Scripture, but maybe you got taught something at church that wasn't in the Scripture? That you are taught like this is doctrine, this is it. This is the way you do it. If you hadn't, you'd probably discover that at some point. But I want to point out, the word, God's word, was given by inspiration to God. And it is right. Whether you like it or you don't like it. It says, for all his works are done in truth. In truth. Again, it's either a true, a truth, or it's a lie. Our worlds, man, you talk about lies. (laughs) It's like a floodgate. Get this analogy, right? It's like getting a drink out of a fire hydrant, right? A lot goes by you. Well, let me just tell you, there's a lot of lies going by you. Be careful what you drink. But there is truth. There is truth in God. There's truth in God's Word. Seek the truth. And the truth will do what for you? Set you free. Every time, all the time. Again, this this, this chapter has like We really, I'm talking about we, that's me included, really don't believe the power of God, his unlimitedness. Because if we did, a lot more would be accomplished. Just by believing what God has said, what the truth is. The word is truth. He loves righteousness and justice, doesn't he? He loves it. God is in love with righteousness and justice. Our world does not do things very justly. On every occasion, and if you want to say almost in every corner, things are not being done right. He loves righteousness and and justice. And they get to the, actually, the um, title of a message. The fullness of God. But this is the way it says it here on this. It says, the earth is full. Is full of the goodness of the Lord. Do you believe that? Do I believe that? Let me say it this way. Do you know that there is enough food on this planet to feed everybody very well, right? And yet we can't distribute the food that we have so that everybody has plenty to eat. Is that God's fault? No. Tells us here, the earth is full, not half full, not three quarters full, the earth is full of the goodness of God. And it's here for you and I to take advantage of, if you want to say, and live in abundance. But that's a process. We have to believe different than what we've been believing. We have a lid. There's something that keeping us, some words that somebody spoke over you and I that keep us from believing and moving and going higher in the Lord. But it's available because the earth is full of the goodness of God and you and I have access to it. Probably more than any other people on the planet, we have access to the fullness of God here on this earth. What are we going to do with it? How are we going to use it, that resource? If we really believe what this says. This is by the word of the Lord the heavens were made. He just spoke it. There it is. And all the host of them by the breath of his mouth. His word and his breath. Not mine, his The word is the same as Jesus. Jesus is the same as the word. Breath and the Holy Spirit are the same. The breath of God. Breathe on us. Amen. Breathe on us, Lord, your Holy Spirit. His word created things. His breath created recreates things. Psalms 104 says this. Send forth your spirit and we shall be cre- created. Recreated. That earth out there, you can speak to it. Jesus did, didn't he? He told the storm, peace be still. He blessed the food and it multiplied. He will recreate this body too. Has anybody's body been recreated by the Lord? Dennis? Tony. Anybody been healed by God? But believe in what God has said, what believing His word and His breath can change things in an instant. All the earth fear the Lord. What does it say? Let. let. What does it say in the scripture in one place? If we don't cry out, then the rocks are going to. By the way, rocks do have those things in there that actually echo the sounds of people. Let all the earth fear the Lord or respect the Lord. Let the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of him. Let them stand in awe. How many people enjoyed the sunset a few days ago? How many pictures did you see? It was amazing, wasn't it? And yet, driving home from Midland yesterday, there was a better one. Just south of Ranger, coming off Ranger Hill. God's got more for you to see, for you to experience than what you've already experienced and what you've already seen. Let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of him. For he spoke and it was done. He commanded it and it stood fast. It says, The Lord brings the counsel of nations to nothing and he makes the plans of people Of no effect you don't believe that do you it's what the scripture says all those people up in Washington all the bureaucrats all those people over in Russia making plans to invade another country all the people that are in different nations as we're holding food and supplies and things from people Is the Lord, is He really making their counsel as of nothing? Those people that mutate genes and viruses so that they infect people instead of just animals, will He make those of no effect? That's what the Scripture says, isn't it? Did y'all read it with me? It's in your book, Psalms 33. I'm declaring it today in the United States of this America. That the plans of this nation that are not for good will come to nothing. And that the people, evil, twisted, ungodly, that hadn't received Christ yet, their plans will come to no effect. Are you going to declare that? Can you? Can you have enough faith? Do you believe in the unlimited power of God? That he will do what Psalms 33 says. Maybe you should confess it today. Say it two or three times so it comes real to you. The counsel of the Lord stands forever, amen. His counsel stands for other men's doesn't. The plans of the heart to all generations. Isn't it awesome that God, through every generation, somebody has seen, understood, received what God has given. He tells it like this. Man, you're inexcusable by just looking at what he created and saying, wow, God must have done this. Dennis... (laughs) If you hadn't met Dennis, wave your hand back there, Dennis. Study and he'll go talk to him sometime and he'll blow your mind about our world. But out in space, what's out there? It's, it's black and dark, but is there more stuff out there or more of nothing out there? Think about that. Is there more of things that you can smell, taste, touch out there or something that you don't... It's nothing there. (laughs) Our universe is made up of 90-something percent of nothing. It just goes to show you God must have had a plan. And He uses small things all the time. And He'll use us if we'll allow him and believe in him. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. Is this nation the Lord's? Let me say it again. Is this nation's United States of America, is it the Lord's? Well, you're the people, it says, we the people. Are you declaring that today? You say, the United States is a nation for and of the Lord. That's what the founder said, right? The people he has chosen as his own inheritance. He has chosen you as his inheritance. He chose you and me as his inheritance. Now we would like a big 5 uh 401 uh uh, what is it, 401? 401k, four hundred one that's what we'd like, is our inheritance, a huge 401k, you know, a monthly check, that's what we want as inheritance, but God wants you as his inheritance. The Lord looks from heaven, and he sees all the sons of men. From the place of his dwelling, he looks on all the inhabitants of the earth, He's looking at you today. He's looking at everybody today. His eye is here. And he fashions, and I grasp this one, he fashions their hearts individually. I want you to think about that. Your fingerprint's different, your iris of your eye's different than anybody else's, and God is working on your heart Individually, uniquely, your heart individually. He's doing heart surgery today. Only if you allow him to do it, though. Pharaoh didn't want hard, he wanted to harden his heart. Did you know that? The Pharaohs, they actually did things to harden their heart. And and the Lord accommodated him on doing that. The Lord helped Pharaoh harden his heart. Because that's what he wanted to do. What do you want done in your heart today? God's doing something amazing in your heart today. Individually, if you allow him to do so. He considers all their works. He considers what we put our hand to do, what we think on, what our intentions are. I like to say it like this We're either making the world a better place today or we're making it worse. You're aiding, abetting, helping one way or the other, making it a better place or a worse place. But think about that God's working on your heart today, He's knocking on your heart's door. Can I come in? Can I sit down for a while? Can we talk? Can we commune? Can we have some time? I heard today that in Europe that they're starting to shut down They want people to stay at home. And it looks like the plans of the nations are coming to a great big... What's funny though is Maybe God is sending people home so that they'll sit and pray for a long time. I know those people that were confined to home. There's still people in Panama, right? You can only go out at certain times. You got plenty of time to pray. You got plenty of time to praise. They didn't say you couldn't worship. You could open the windows like Daniel did three times a day and start singing and praising. What's happening when all those people start praying? Exactly what this Bible says. No king is saved by the multitude of his army. No king. China, Russia, United States. No king is saved by their army. A mighty man is not delivered by his great strength. No matter how strong you are, how fast you are, or how smart you are, you will not be delivered by your own strength. A horse is vain hope for safety. So's your guns. I, I like guns, I like to go hunting. I got a bunch of them. But it's like one comedian said, it says, don't bring a gun to a drone fight. Did you hear me? Don't bring a, don't bring a knife to a gunfight, and don't bring a gun to a drone fight. Your gun is not going to save you. Your strength is not going to save you. Your army is not going to save you. God can save you. Neither shall they be delivered from any by its great strength. Behold, the eye of the Lord is on those who fear him, who respect him. Who God looks at the most, those that respect him. On those who hope in his mercy, in God's mercy, whose hope is in God's mercy. To deliver their soul your mind, your will, and emotions from death. That's what God does. Saves your soul, your mind, your will, and your emotions from dying. And to keep them alive in famine. Again, our world, our country, we don't know famine. We go through dry places. We have times when there's, you know, not rain. I lived out in West Texas. Didn't rain hardly anything for 10 years. That's not the same like over in Northern Africa where there's real famine, where they can't... The people in Northern Africa or wherever there's drought in the world, this scripture applies to them. The Lord can keep them alive in a famine. What about your place where you feel like you hadn't felt the breath of God and you felt like the word of the Lord was not of effect and there was a famine of the word and that the presence and the power of the Lord, the Lord can keep you alive in the famine of spiritual walk. He can. He does. He will. He has. Amen. Our soul waits for the Lord. He is our help and our shield. He is our help and our shield. For our heart shall rejoice in him because he has trusted in his holy name. His name, Yah. Jesus. Yeshua. Let your mercy, O oh Lord, Lord, let your mercy be upon us, just as we hope in you. Amen. 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 It's by his word, it is by his breath, that we can stand in awe. Will you stand with us today? Let me ask you, what has Joseph Stalin, Adolf Hitler, any of these yahoo's in the Wuhan lab, what have they really actually done against God? Did they hurt him? Did they slow the Lord down? They didn't do anything. Guess what? There's nothing that you have done or can do that's going to really affect God. But God, in His unlimited power, can affect you. The counsel of the Lord stands forever. His words, His advice, His breath his plans are in the hearts of all generations I encourage you to declare your beliefs today about this nation out loud and continue to do so because he's fashioning your heart individually to deliver your soul from death. In another translation The end of this scripture says this. May we enjoy your faithful care. May we enjoy it. Think about this. Can we enjoy God's faithful care? Has he been faithful to you? Can you today stand in awe? Can you soak in? Can you enjoy his faithful care? In the midst of our stupidity, many times, our sabotaging, our own success, and our failures, we can still enjoy the faithfulness of God. Amen? God has spoken to you today through His Word, it doesn't return to Him void. It doesn't return to him void. God wanted to instill something in your heart today, individually, out of these scriptures. And he wants you to continue on making declarations about your nation and about your life and about him. Amen? Hey, this is uh, Pastor Mark. Thanks for listening to this week's message. You can find us online at fcfrisco.org or on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. We're located in Frisco, Texas. We have services at 930 and 11 a.m. And you can join us uh, for our Wednesday experience at 630 p.m. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify. Uh, Don't forget to join us next week for another episode.